Hello and welcome into another edition of the JK Pod. I am your host, Jonathan Kelly, and want to thank you all for joining me on this lovely Monday. Um, so want to get right into the breaking news overnight. Looks like Woj dropped a mini Woj bomb with the information that the Celtics are seriously engaged in the Kevin Durant sweepstakes. Um, I got to tell you, if I'm the Celtics or a Celtics fan, I'm really annoyed at this report that says we wanted that the Celtics, supposedly the offer is Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Derek White, and a couple first round picks. Now, if, if I'm the Boston Celtics, I'm not even trading Jalen Brown in a couple of first round picks. So if you think you're getting Brown, Smart, White, and a couple first round picks for Kevin Durant, then you're just absolutely crazy at this point. And I don't really understand what is going on over in Brooklyn, why they think they can get that much, but it is what it is. Looks like Sean Marks is apparently, or people are saying Sean Marks is the one who leaked it in order to save his job. Looks like Sean Marks is probably going to get fired at some point after not being able to get a deal for KD or Kyrie. But if I'm if I'm the Celtics, I look at it like this. Brown is significantly younger. Brown's going to be 26 during the season. Durant's about to be 34. How many years does he really have left, especially with the injuries? Three, maybe four. And Brown I could have for the next decade. I mean, I'm going to I'm going to go with Brown. I'm going to go with Tatum. I'm going to go with Smart, even though I'm not a huge Smart guy. And the rest of the roster that they assembled, which is a really nice roster, I'm going to keep my draft picks. I'm going to keep my culture intact. Uh, when these huge trades for superstars happen, it doesn't always result in a championship. Uh, the Lakers won the bubble championship with trading for Anthony Davis. Yes, the Raptors won a championship with Kawhi. They did have a lot of lucky breaks. But you look at the last you know, several trades... You see Paul George to the Clippers. The Clippers haven't really done anything. Yes, there's been injuries, but that's what happens when you're putting everything into your two main guys and not developing a deep enough roster. Um, But you look at the last couple title teams, really, with the Warriors, um, you know, built it through there and then pieced together some you know veteran leader veteran guys that could fill specific roles and specific spots on their team same thing with the bucks uh of course they had Giannis, but then you know they pieced together the rest of it around him so if you can keep your culture intact you have a great head coach in udoka you have everything there that you need you just made it to the finals you're right there on the cusp of potentially being a championship team. I mean, why would you gut everything for a guy that's already quit on two franchises? Who's to say he's not going to quit on you in a year uh, like he's done in Brooklyn? And wh- there's just no good explanation for why I would do that as Brad Stevens or anybody within the Celtics front office. It just doesn't make sense. Um, Tatum is 
a top 15 player, probably in that, you know, 12 to 20 range, whatever flavor you like better, that's where he's most likely going to land. And then Brown is probably right after that and right around that, you know, 25, 30 spot. Um, so having both of those guys and the rest of the pieces that they added with Brogdon, with Gallinari, um, you know, hopefully Robert Williams can stay healthy. That it's a it's a really nice roster in the East, and there's no reason to really change anything to that roster at at the moment, especially at the at the top of it. So that's from the Boston side of things. I don't really see a a good explanation for wanting to do it. Um, and then from the Nets, I mean. At some point, it's either like you have to blink and trade this guy or have a conversation and be like, look, we've gone everywhere. We're not getting what we want in return. What's it going to take to repair this relationship and just talk about it? And if it's absolutely unrepairable, then, hey, you're under contract. We're just going to fine you. So it is what it is or pay him to go home and he can just go home for the remainder of his contract. But. That's what ultimately I think is going to happen. And what I think, what definitively what I think is going to happen is that opening night, it's going to be Kyrie suiting up in a Nets uniform. It's going to be KD suiting up in a Nets uniform. And Sean Marks is no longer going to be the general manager of the Brooklyn Nets. Um, the Nets have a lot of weird stuff going on in their front office. They have yet another CEO in there. seems like they're turning CEOs over every six or seven months. So there's a, a lot of layers of, of what's going on uh, in that organization. So we'll, we'll see. Um, but like I said, you know, if, if I'm the Nets, I look at it from this perspective too. I look at it and say, I've got one of the best rosters probably in the league with Katie, Kyrie, Ben Simmons, Joe Harris comes back. You've got TJ Warren. Patty Mills wanted to come back. You have Royce O'Neal. You have Cam Thomas, who showed out in summer league. You have Dayron Sharp, who had who showed you know a little bit last season and in summer league. So that roster isn't as bad as people think. When you really look at it, it's like okay, well I have Katie and Kyrie. Simmons is really nice as a third as a third option. If Harris can hit shots, if Patty Mills can hit shots and play D. Um, you know, if, if Warren can hit shots, turn back the clock a little bit, Royce O'Neal is there to play defense. It's, it's a really, really nicely constructed roster. And if Katie and Kyrie would just repair whatever relationship between them, between the team, I think they could really figure it out and, and be a really successful team for the upcoming season. But with this dark cloud over them constantly, it's, it's just the same thing over and over again. And these fake trades and everything, it's it's getting a little sickening. <laughs> I either want them to, you know, just just do it and we can move on, or just say, Hey, look, we're not getting what we want. You're both staying here and and that's the end of it. So like I said, you know, I think ultimately that's what's gonna happen. It's gonna be Kyrie and Katie suiting up opening night in you know Nets uniforms and Sean Marks is no longer going to be the the GM for for Bro- for Brooklyn um but that's pretty much that last thing thing is if you're the Celtics you should not want this trade and if you do you really got to go ahead and, and reevaluate 
yourself and, and peel back the layers of, of the deals a little bit. Outside of that, let's go to a quick recap of Friday's picks. So if hopefully everyone listened on Friday and took the advice. So on Friday, we went five for six. So the one game we didn't get was the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, we had the Yankees. They won. We had the White Sox Guardians over eight and a half. The Brewers to win. The Diamondbacks to win. And then the Dodgers Giants under eight and a half. So five of six Friday, three of five Thursday, eight of 11 between Thursday and Friday last week, a nice 72.73% hit rate. And let's just keep the good times going because this is, you know, it's very rare you see streaks like this, but hey, if if we're going to keep it going, let's just continue on and let's keep it going and let's continue to uh, to make some money for everybody. So the first game that we have for tonight's is going to be the Atlanta Braves. So for the Braves, it's going to be Max Freed. He's 10-3 and with a 2.64 ERA. He has uh, only given up more than two earned runs once in his previous six starts. And then on the other side of things, it's going to be uh, Ranger Suarez. He's 7-5 and with a 4.07 ERA for the Phillies. And Suarez has given up at least two earned in 13 of his 16 starts this season. So look for the Braves to, to put up some runs tonight in Philadelphia and pick up a nice, uh, easy win. Following that, we're going to go ahead and take the Tampa Bay Rays. For the Rays, it's going to be Corey Kluber. He is 6-5 and five with a 3.73 ERA and four starts against the Orioles so far this year. He is 2-1 and one, has only given up more than two earned in one of those starts. And then on the other side of things, for the Baltimore Orioles, it's going to be Austin Voth. Voth is 1-1 one one with a 6-3-8 ERA and has uh, so far only has five starts this year. So look for the Rays to, to win a close game tonight uh, in Baltimore. Following that, we're going to take the Cleveland Guardians. And tonight for the Guardians, it's going to be Zach Plesak. He's 2-7 and seven with a 4.02 ERA. Uh, he has given up more than two earned in one of his past six starts. So Plezak has really turned the page and looked much, much better as of late. And then on the other side of things, it's going to be Nick Pavetta for the Red Sox. He is 8-7 and seven with a 4.50 ERA. Pavetta has given up at least six earned in his previous three starts. So this guy gives up a lot of runs. So look for the Guardians offense to get hot tonight. And the Red Sox just look absolutely fried after getting destroyed by the Blue Jays this weekend. I mean, have you ever seen a more embarrassing series that you can remember? I mean, good God. Uh, just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I I got to tell you, I felt a little sad, a little embarrassed for some of my uh, Red Sox fans out there. But it j- just absolutely terrible. Uh, Devers going to the IL now. I mean, this, this team is just cooked. Uh, they might, they might be trading JD Martinez here in the next couple of weeks. It's, it's going to be rough, uh, and rough very quickly in, in Boston. So for tonight, go ahead and take a uh, police in the, in the guardians. Uh, next up, we're going to take the San Diego Padres for the Padres. It's going to be Sean Manaya. He's five and four with a 4.11 ERA. 
Manaya has struggled a bit in his last few outing, few outings, but I look for uh, Manoa, uh, you know, really turning the page tonight and showcasing why the Padres traded for him. And then for the Tigers, it's going to be Drew Hutchinson. He's one and four with a four four six ERA, and in his last start at Cleveland, he went five innings, giving up six hits and four earned. Look for something very similar tonight. And look for the Padres to pick up a nice win over the Detroit Tigers. Next up, we're going to go ahead and take the over in the Colorado Rockies-Milwaukee Brewers game. That over-under is at 8.5, so we're going to go ahead and take the over. So for the Brewers, it's going to be Aaron Ashby. He's 2-7 and seven with a 4.57 ERA. And Ashby just signed a five-year extension for $20.5 million. He has been better in his last three starts, but before that, he gave up at least four earned and four straight starts. So look for that to be more of the case. And then for the Rockies, it's going to be Kyle Freeland. He's four and seven with a 4.96 ERA, uh, and he's given up at least four earned in his last three starts and in four of his last six. And he also had a minor meltdown uh, a couple weeks ago. So <laughs> look for the Brewers and the Rockies to both put up some runs tonight and take the over eight and a half in in that one. Uh, A couple more for you. We're going to go ahead and take the Houston Astros. It's going to be Jake Odorizzi. He's four and two with a three, five, six ERA in his three starts since coming back off the IL. Odorizzi is one and oh with a 4.41 ERA. So look for him to pick up another win and, you know, look to reduce that ERA that he's had since coming off the IL. And then for the Athletics, it's going to be Adam Aller. He, he's 0-3 with an 8.56 ERA in 10 games, five of those starts. And in his last start against the Astros, he went four and a third, giving up six hits, two of which were home runs, and three earned runs. So look for the Astros to pick up a win tonight, something around 8-4, a nice easy win for the Houston Astros. Following that, we're going to go ahead and take the San Francisco Giants. So for the San Francisco Giants, it's going to be Jacob Junis. He's 4-1 with a 3.06 ERA, and he has only allowed more than two earned in two of his seven starts this season. And then on the other side, it's going to be Tyler Gilbert for the Diamondbacks. He's 0-3 with a 5.34 ERA in six starts so far this year. Gilbert has been good at home so far, but I think tonight is going to be where that falters. And the script changes a little bit, and the Giants are able to pick up a win against the Diamondbacks. Following that, we're going to go ahead and take the Seattle Mariners. For them, it's going to be Chris Flexen. He's 6-8 and eight with a 3.79 ERA. Flexen has not given up more than one earned since June 29th against the Orioles. And then on the other side of things, it's going to be Glenn Otto for the Rangers. He's 4-6. and six with a 5.40 ERA, and Otto has given up at least three earned in four of his last five. So look for this to be a game where the Mariners are able to to put up some runs against uh, Otto. And our last game of the night should be an easy one. So whenever you say that, it usually doesn't turn into that, uh, but it's going to be the Los Angeles Dodgers. So for the Dodgers, it's going to be Tony G on the mound. He's 11-0 with a 2.02 ERA. And before his last start in St. Louis, he had not given up more than two earned in any start this season. 
Now, he did struggle a bit in the All-Star game, but I think that means that tonight against the Nationals, he's going to find his stride and be able to put a re- put up a really nice start. And then for the Nationals, it's going to be Paolo Espino. He is 0-3 with a 3.57 ERA in 27 games, and seven of those being starts. And he has given up at least three earned in three of his last four. So look for the Dodgers to be able to, to score some runs early on the Nats and pick up an easy victory tonight against them. Um, so that's going to be our MLB plays for today. So Braves, Rays, Guardians, Padres, the over for the Rockies Brewers, the Astros, the Giants, the Mariners, and the Dodgers. So a lot of games, a lot of opportunity to make some money, and hopefully you take the advice as we continue to be very high in the green. So besides of that... Uh, some other NBA notes is Monty Williams has agreed to an extension with the Phoenix Suns. So Monty has been a great coach for the Suns over the last couple seasons, and he definitely has earned this contract extension. So great to see Monty uh, remaining in Phoenix with, with, the, with the Suns. And then also we've got some NFL uh, news. So the first one is a little tough. Uh, so John Menchie the third, he was actually diagnosed with leukemia, and this guy has just you know he's got another wrench thrown thrown into him into his career. Uh, Menchie the third is the same guy who tore his ACL in the SEC championship game back in December. Now he's diagnosed with leukemia. Uh, just hope that you know he's able to have a speedy recovery, and hopefully he's able to get to the NFL field at some point and hopefully as soon as, as next season for him. So definitely, you know, keep, uh, keep mentioning a third in, in your thoughts. Um, also the NFL is launching their own streaming. Uh, it's going to be NFL plus it's going to be four ninety nine a month or thirty nine ninety nine a year. And then they're also going to have a premium package, which is going to be $9.99 a month or $79.99 a year. So this is just looks like a way for the NFL to eventually just cut out CBS and Fox. Uh, we know that you know Amazon Prime has come in for Thursday Night Football. So this might be a way for the NFL to just essentially have a monopoly over stream over their games and just make it on their platform so that they can retain all of the benefits directly to them and they don't have to pay really anything or you know handle anything but it also could just be another way for them to have another revenue stream which I'm sure that's going to be what it is considering CBS and Fox and you know Amazon pay tens and millions and even billions of dollars for the rights. So we'll we'll see what happens there. I also saw that if you purchase season tickets, you can get the service for free. Um, so, hey, that might be an added benefit to some people. I know it definitely wouldn't sway me, but it might sway some, some other folks. Um, if you feel like you're going to buy the package... You can get it for free if you get some season tickets. Uh, so that'll that'll be nice. Um, outside of that, some NCAA football news. Uh, Texas got another four-star recruit. 
This time we got a left tackle. Um, so just another top-level recruit heading over to Texas. Definitely be on the lookout for them this season. And hopefully Quinn Ewers, Bijan Robinson, and the rest of the crew, uh, Xavier Worthy, can you know go out and win the win the Big Twelve this year, and be on the lookout for them. As we all know, whenever JLo gets married, they have eleven wins, so be on the lookout. Um, but also in NCAA football, uh, Tennessee had eighteen violations and supposedly up to sixty thousand dollars in illegal benefits. Uh, were paid out by former head coach Jeremy Pruitt. Look, this to me, it's a story, but it's also not a story at the same time. Uh, Sixty grand, when you really think about it, isn't that crazy. I did see that he was having his wife pay uh, funds for two parents' mom for two moms' cars. So two of his players, their moms were having their car paid by Jeremy Pruitt and the bank account was synced to Pruitt's wife. Um, so very interesting there, but let's be real now. Everyone's been doing this forever and it's about time. We just let these guys get paid. We started with NIL. Let's give them a salary because God forbid, you know, they get a salary instead of 112 million. Kirby only makes a hundred. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens there. Um, in terms of, of Major League Baseball, we had the Hall of Fame induction ceremony. So it was just nauseating to see David Ortiz. Uh, I got to tell you, if David Ortiz is getting in, so should Barry Bonds, so should Roger Clemens, and so should every other steroid user. You let one in, you got to let them all in now. If you don't think David, Stero- uh, David Ortiz did steroids, well, you got to go reevaluate yourself because we all know he did. Um, I'll leave it at that. I'll let you do the research on your own and I'll let you come to your own conclusions. Um, also in major league baseball two, re- well look like really good guys and nice guys. Uh, one of them is an, a very strong MVP candidate. That's going to be Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado of the St. Louis Cardinals. They are unable to play in the series in Toronto because they are not vaccinated. I I just can't anymore. Like, It's a rule. If you don't like the rule, whatever. But also, you can't be the MVP if you're not willing to get a shot. What happens if the Cardinals get hot at the end of the year? The Blue Jays get hot at the end of the year. And for some crazy reason, the Cardinals and the Blue Jays are in the World Series. Now you're going to potentially throw a World Series away because you won't get a vaccine. I mean, let's... It's just asinine at this point. Um, I'm, I'm just really surprised that Arenado and Goldschmidt both, they're the two best players on the team. You would think they would be leaders in that capacity. But, hey, it's it's not me. Um, that's all I'll pretty much say about it. But what I will say is my guy, Tommy Edmond, look for him to show out in Toronto because uh, that's my guy. And he's probably the best player left on the Cardinals after these two guys, and no one ever talks about him. So let's go Tommy Edmond against the Toronto Blue Jays. One other big note 
that we did want to hit on is that Paul Leves, better known as Triple H, will be replacing Vince McMahon as WWE's head of creative direction. Uh, So if you didn't see, I believe it was Friday late afternoon, Vince went ahead and resigned from his place in WWE. Now he still has his shares, all that stuff. Um, But it's very, very nice to see that Triple H will now be the head of creative direction. And I'm hoping that this really turns a new leaf for WWE. Um, I almost kind of want to watch again just to see what'll happen, but, um, I haven't watched in probably 15, 20 years now. Um, but it's really nice to see that it's going to stay in the family in terms of Triple H and Stephanie and really hope that eventually Shane can figure everything out and Shane McMahon can, can come back into the fold. Um, he was dealt a tough hand. Yeah, he had, you know, everything going for him, but he, uh, you know, just had a lot of demons that he couldn't really uh, overcome. Um, so besides that, that's pretty much it. Um, the only other quick thing is the Yankees won yesterday against the Orioles. Uh, Michael King is now out for the rest of the season with a fractured elbow. Uh, Shane Green is now up. Uh, my guy Rob Marniaccio is back. So hopefully the Yankees, you know, we I know we've been saying it, but they need to make a trade. Uh, supposedly the Benintendi stuff is back on because we only play one more series in Toronto, uh, and he'll only miss a few games if he does get traded to the Yankees. Um, but I personally would rather have Dave Robertson and Ian Happ uh, just, wor- you know, Work with the Cubs again. It worked last time when we traded them Chapman. They won a World Series. Uh, we have Rizzo now. So we got a lot of uh, Cubs connections going on. So maybe we can go ahead and, and get that done. And that opens things up for Carpenter to get more at-bats, at especially against right-handed pitchers, and pretty much puts uh, him and Donaldson into a, a platoon at DH and then at third slash second slash corner outfield, whatever you want to call it. And it would probably reduce the at-bats for uh, Joey Gallo as he continues to struggle, although he did have a home run this weekend. Um, so hopefully the the Yankees are able to figure that out. And then Louis Castillo is, is probably the biggest starting pitcher that will potentially get traded at the deadline. So that's one guy to uh, to look out for too. So that's that'll pretty much cover it. Uh, as for the Yankees, so besides that, make sure you go ahead and and get your picks in before the games tonight. So one last time, we've got the Braves, the Tampa Bay Rays, the Cleveland Guardians, the San Diego Padres, the Rockies Brewers over eight and a half, the Houston Astros, the San Francisco Giants, the Seattle Mariners and the Los Angeles Dodgers. So hopefully everyone takes the advice, makes some money tonight, and hopefully KD does not get traded to the Boston Celtics because I really don't want to hear KD in Boston. (laughs) And outside of that, 
We thank you all again for joining us on this lovely Monday and look to see you back here tomorrow. Thank you. Appreciate it.